0: Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coorsfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, we're uh, slowly coming back to life here in Denver, and what a better way to celebrate the reemergence of life than to carefully and socially distance make your way down to Blanchard Family Wines to pick yourself up some wine. Uh, Pinot, Cabernet, which is my favorite, uh, some Rieslings with a partnership from a vineyard on the Western Slope, um, Storm Cellars, which is excellent. There's just so much you can do with it. Now, we're going to wait to see in Denver what the, the variances with the um, reopening will look like. Uh, Blanchard uh, does have outdoor outside seating, and I think... We're going to have to get used to the approach of being outside more, and in the meantime, Jan Blanchard has a bunch of virtual tastings going on. With uh, which basically means it's a, a Zoom call where they you pay for uh, like a series of wines to come to your house. You go into with this virtual wine tasting with people. They probably you know will send you various things to pair with um, the wines that you get. These are insanely popular. I can't even get onto one because they are, they go so quick. So I would, I I gotta tell you, just take advantage of it and when you see an opening, get it. And until we get the idea of what it's gonna look like when when we're opening up, go there. And when we open open up, I will just announce it on here on uh, CSG and I'll let you know when you can get down there and uh, safely, socially distance. Uh, and just go down and enjoy some great wine with a small group of friends. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th in Blake & Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coorsfield, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. Oh, well, we finally have some sports news. Ladies and gentlemen, um, from all reporting, it looks like uh, the NBA is going to attempt to start the season and start uh, the process of opening up, uh, and, <clears throat> and to just going to kind of go through this. I'm going to kind of go through the steps here to make it to understand the challenges, but at the same time understand the. Um, maybe how much thought the NBA has put into this. I'm going to start off with something that I know. The NBA has been looking into this for a long while. Um, The NBA is very cognizant of not only the money loss, but I don't think anyone in the league wants there to be a lost season. Um, Granted, the, um, the, uh, the pandemic will dictate whether they don't have a choice in that or not. You know, let's make that caveat clear before I get started down this. So um, this isn't, and nothing, God, we got to understand nothing with this is concrete. Um, It is a guideline. It is a plan. It is something that it's it's at this point aspirational with an action plan in place. Okay. Um, The neutral site thing has been floated around for a long time. Uh, at first it was Vegas, then it kind of gravitated towards Orlando and uh, the Disney World Resort. Uh, it is convenient to have a bubble-type scenario, which what I mean by bubble is that all 30 teams go to a, new, a neutral site. Everyone gets tested routinely and repeatedly, um, and you are force-isolate. Not force-isolate, but you, you are basically have a them and a skeleton staff. Coaches and maybe at-risk coaches are not going to go. They haven't decided that. Um, you know, th- it's really a select group of players um, that you know. Obviously, um, everyone needs to test negative. Uh, this includes the support staff. This includes the catering. This includes the hoteleries. This includes everyone. It's a massive scale to just get something done. Um, And the NBA has partnerships with uh, regional sports networks. And we are all very familiar with this from uh, our travails with uh, Altitude dispute with Comcast and Dish Network, but primarily Comcast. Um, This dispute has really uh, kind of nailed home the importance of RSNs. Well, RSNs uh, pay these teams to air regular season games and the NBA would ideally like to give those partners not necessarily and people need to readjust their brains on this it's not necessarily for the benefit of the league it is benefit for these partners who have basically sold these uh television these games they've sold them it's a it's a kind of a think of it as a chain of money Issues. Um, The NBA is the product, but these RSNs, not not necessarily uh, Altitude, which is owned by the uh, entity that manages the Nuggets and owns the Nuggets, Um, but for others like the one, you know, in LA and uh, uh, you know, even Comcast has their own uh, RSNs. They pay to have access to the product. Uh, and then they sell ads based on that. So everyone in in that kind of chain, from the NBA to the RSNs to the, to everything else, including the national TV networks, which is a different setup and a different deal. Um, and I'm including TNT and ESPN in that. Um, those two things are separate from the RSNs, which di- directly affect the teams. Obviously, those those entities would like to recoup, be able to. Find a way to recoup what they invested. If they were able to safely do it, they would like the NBA would like to ideally finish up up to a certain amount of regular season games. I don't. It will. It won't be eighty-two, um, and the Nuggets stopped at sixty-five. Um, they would like to probably add some more regular season games in, and then get to a playoff situation. Now the NHL is looking at a twenty-four. Team playoff situation. Um, I don't think I don't see the NBA going that direction. Mostly because the uh, bubble situation becomes unmanageable. Um, but the 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 league ideally would like to be able to finish up a small amount of regular season games, which hasn't been set in stone and then head into a regular playoff, seven-game first round, seven-game second round, seven-game final, Western, Eastern and Western finals, and seven-game uh, finals. They would like to finish that, and, and they would like that to be as regular as possible, but they want, if, if it was me, I would like the NBA to return to the five-game first round, but I understand money, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of the setup, but the, the, the logistics of this are, are extremely complicated. Um and since no one has attempted this before the NBA is uh basically looking like they may be the canary in the coal mine to see if this is uh, something that can work during a pandemic. Uh it's crass obviously to think about money implications. Um when you're talking about something like this. Um but the reality is this is such a massive massive hole in the revenue of the NBA and the Players Association, that the motivation to find a way to do this safely is very big. Um, And contrary to what has been publicly out there, the NBA has really been actively looking at uh, solutions uh, for this problem almost since the beginning of the pandemic. In fact, even before the pandemic was happening, they were going... They were thinking they were going to go to, if we remember, fanless games uh, in you know home arenas. Um, when that when pan- well, you know when the pandemic came to full fruition, basically when Rudy Gobert tested positive and uh, obviously was touching the reporters' mics and all that unfortunate stuff, then he had infected uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. When that became clear. Uh, the NBA had to reassess but the the process of thinking and the process of trying to adjust this has never stopped and the NBA's really actively at this at this point been this this plan that that looks like it's coming into action is not something they just thought up in the last week um and the big buy-in was from the players they had to get they had to get buy-in from the players association this is, you know, more than any other league, um, the NBA really is beholden to what the players want. If the, if the players didn't want to do it safely or didn't think they could do it safely and express that, you would not be seeing this right now. Uh, and there would be a massive, massive hole in the, NBA, in the NBA's revenue and you hate to say it but part of the motivation i'm sure the players are like we don't want to see the salary cap go down anywhere up to 25 30 maybe even 40% because of um what happened um as adam silver said on the phone phone call with the players you, you the cba didn't account for a pandemic no no one does no one does you, you just can't do that and i mean the force majeure obviously which is a pricing the um up to a certain percentage of the players' paychecks um, from them for, you know, because of this is something that is, and a lot of that is an escrow. A lot of that eventually is returned to the players based on revenue. It's a complicated system. But, you know, this is coming from not only is is the NBA taking the escrow, they're also getting money from the players' checks. Once the players see this stuff, it becomes a reality And I'm sure that part of their motivation is we don't want to see this go dip crazily like this. And it's not something that anyone... I'm sorry, there is a motorcycle going by. Just a second. Sorry about that. Don't you hate motorcycles? Um, Anyway, now before I continue uh, with the rest of this podcast, I would like to... Talk about my exciting new sponsor of CSG, and that is DraftKings. Uh, well, the wait's finally over. DraftKings has uh, brought legal sports betting to Colorado, um, and it's, it's, we're all going to have to get used to legal sports betting. Um, and this kind of plays into what I've been talking about with the NBA. Uh, betting is a big, big, big part of what shapes... All parts of sports, uh, and the NBA has been at the forefront and was at the forefront of wanting and encouraging legal sports betting, particularly in the United States. And it's here now, and it's here in Colorado uh, as of May 1st. DraftKings, yes, that DraftKings has launched an online sports book created by sports fans for sports fans. Um, this isn't some offshore operation, which is key. A lot of people, you know, are uneasy with online gambling because of the offshore aspect, the kind of seediness of it. You don't want to do it um, because of that. Well, this is legal, and it's in Colorado right now. Uh, in a time of limited sports, this is your chance to scratch the, that competitive itch that you've been missing. And you can bet basically on anything. I encourage you to go to DraftKings and check them out. Uh, contests are easy to play. Download the Sports Kings uh, Sportsbook app. Uh, Go to pools and choose from a wide variety of contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes for free. Uh, Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code MHS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus of $1,000. Don't forget, enter the code MHS and get your sign-up bonus uh, up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and a first bet and match up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 4700 As I was just discussing from our new CSC sponsor with DraftKings, betting plays a big part of this. The financial, the cascading financial implications of everything that happened. Uh, due to this pandemic, really has forced everyone to make decisions. And it's crass to say it's money-related, but it is money-related. Um, we are trained not to feel sorry for people who make a, make a lot of money. Um, we're trained not to feel sorry for billionaires, nor should we. Um, and it's not necessarily a a something that is, quote, feel sorry. The NBA really is highly motivated to get this done. I'm not worried necessarily about other sports. The NBA is not trying to do what Major League Baseball is currently trying to do, which is fundamentally reset the financial structure of the league um, forever. Obviously, whatever's going on with Major League Baseball is a broken, untrusting relationship between the players and the management, uh, and that obviously is something that they're going to fundamentally have to address as a sport. The NBA, no such problem exists. The NBA has a very, since Adam Silver came aboard, has a very healthy partnership with its players. Um, it's less antagonistic than it was under David Stern, and it has resulted in labor peace since 2011 and uh, hopefully into the future. There's going to be some uncomfortable decisions that need to be made by the NBA. They're likely going to have to restructure their CBA. Um, adjustments are going to have to be made by everyone. Revenue sharing is going to have to be addressed between owners. Everything has just has laid it bare hell even I'm sure even expansion should be on the table and if I was the NBA I would say we want Seattle back right now that can help us with our revenue get it done right there are things they can do to address this but in the immediate term it's safely trying to bring back a reintroduction of a sport that we you know look I've covered you know me I have covered the NBA since 2009 I've been doing this a long time, folks, and I kind of took it for granted. I will be honest with you. I took it for granted. I took for granted my appreciation of the sport because I was around it all the time. It is something that happens. And definitely I fell victim to it. And I fell victim to myself and I fell victim to not appreciating it because I was around it all the time. And I, one thing that this has done, made, done for me, and maybe done for everyone, is refocus us and make us understand that we appreciate something. It is a definitely a diversion. We do it for entertainment. We do it because it provides us the level of joy that we get from watching the game, because we like it. If anything, the last dance taught us is that we all like basketball for a reason, folks. And I think... In the grand scheme of things, if the NBA can safely do this, and that's a big if, but if the NBA can safely do this, we should all be thankful that it's pointing a way forward for teams in the near term and leagues in the near term to allow just this sport to come back. Selfishly for us and for the players, gives them to do the play the sport they love. Why they signed up for this whole thing? It's weird times we're living right now. It's really weird. Uh, We're living in the midst of something that we have not seen uh, worldwide since 1918. Uh, So that was 102 years ago. And uh, this is a once-in-every-hundred-years kind of event. We don't, this is new stuff to us. You know, we as human beings have not experienced anything like this. And our uh, step-by-step approach, including sports leagues is what will hopefully eventually lead to what we all hope is us turning on Altitude, for those of us who have DirecTV, I'm sorry, uh, or ESPN or TNT and being able to experience these games. And on top of that, maybe these leagues can get on better footing financially so there's not the labor carnage um, that we hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I have no hope that MLB will figure it out. That's such an antagonistic relationship. But the NBA, it looks like it's something that they can at least partner up and look forward to in the midst of us maybe experiencing some games. It's a step by step approach, folks. Walt Disney World Resort. And part of the Walt Disney World Re- Resort is Disney owns ESPN, which is one of the TV partners of the NBA. Obviously, that works out really well. <laughs> works out really well for the NBA. Um, obviously, I'm sure that was another factor in this. Quietly, executives around the league have been optimistic that this can get done. And once they got the players on board a couple weeks ago, it was a downhill run. Now it's an exploration to whether they can do it safely, do it consistently without mass infections. And once they get to that point, Maybe. Just maybe we will be able to get to see the sport that we all know and love. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I will be back uh, on Thursday morning. Uh, These podcasts will go up Monday morning and Thursday morning every single week. I know I have been inconsistent, uh, but that is the schedule. Monday morning, Thursday morning, every week. Unless there's big news and an emergency podcast needs to go up. So anyway, thank you for joining me. I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.